1: R-Dub, man, special player he Made some special runs today. Some there was something there And some there wasn't And he made something out of nothing I mean, it's hard to tackle Obviously, Rocket, I don't know what he had well, He had 50 yards rushing or something like that, Somewhere in there But Rocket had a good day too But Dom stood out And uh, R-Dub stood out Rock, You know, we Rocket had a good day It's just, you know, that's what we expected. Yeah, yeah with John
0: Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm gonna say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin.
2: Who won't go on the shell,
0: who won't go in attack mode. Cause that's what's required. On 1037, the buzz. With
2: my boobay, tastes like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a wealthy girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good. you say that don't my taste blush? I can't wait to betty. wish you let me do the extra? Pull up for your black and break it down. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put little baby in
3: the spiral. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services here on the show. We've been reacting to everything over the sports weekend talking to Razorback Fall Camp, and I we'll have some more headlines. We'll also have Best and Worst of the Weekend coming up here in this hour, too. And uh, the least surprising thing is I'm getting ripped for my take on the movie Blindside. I never thought it was good, and some people are very upset that I did not think it was very good, but I just didn't. It just didn't do it for me. I like sports movies, too. I even like some cheesy sports movies. I love the movie Rudy. I love Remember the Titans. I love uh, <laughs> Hoosiers. Like, I love all those movies. There oh, there's probably ones.
4: some people seeing through some certain things. Yeah. The fact
3: that it had to do with Ole Miss. Yeah. So, probably a little bit. A little bit of it. Uh, it's just like it had Houston Nutt in it. It had Hugh Freeze in it. Like, as a character and as an actor. Because he was... I think the most ironic thing is people don't, maybe don't remember. There's a scene where Houston Nutt, as, at the time he's the Arkansas coach, but in real life he's the Ole Miss coach. But they're watching film. And it's like him and his assistant coaches behind him, like, oh man, look at Michael. Orr. Well, behind him is Hugh Freeze, the real Hugh Freeze. Uh, and that was when he was the Arkansas State coach, and then he became the Ole Miss coach. It's a very big full circle type of thing that's happened. But that's
4: why yeah. it's art, and yeah. in some cases, it is art imitating life. But um, it, there's always an element to it with movies where there there's some added things to it, for sure, just to make the story more appealing and make a, a better story overall, m- more of a feel good type story. Yeah, it,
3: it's a listen, it's Hollywood. And there I'd like to know anybody that can come out and say the a movie that's come out about a story based on true events or whatever that everything in there is yeah, just
4: absolutely 100% accurate and dead on. You know, no, that's never going to be the case.
3: Because if it was, it wouldn't make a great movie. Because there are yeah, there in every great cool story, you you got to draw it out for an hour and a half, 2 hours at least. Like you got to you got to make it stretch. You got to throw in some uh, pomp and some uh, some random things that get the people, you know, hooked in with feel goods or emotions. But you know, not many stories are like that. So it's like I can accept that. But with the story with Michael Orr at least this one looks more than just a, a problem as far as what the story was based on, but just more about the finances behind the story itself. But again, if you like the movie, that's fine. That's a great thing about, like Joe said, art. You can like certain things in art, and you can not like it. I'm sure some of you. Uh, you know, love movies that I hate and I probably, you know, love movies that someone like you hate. It's fine. It's, it's totally good. It's just, I thought the movie was always very overrated. That's all. Uh, but listen, we got Razorback Fall Camp going on right now. We know the scrimmage happened on Saturday. Got to hear from Sam Pittman a little bit. Uh, we'll have some money from KJ Jefferson and Cam Ball and also the Titans and a uh, Titan coach decided to go to day two and, uh, somebody who's done a great job covering all things with Razorback Fall Camp is indeed andrew ellis so let's go to the phone lines and welcome in andrew who writes for hogsports.com friend of the show and andrew as always man appreciate you joining us how you doing this afternoon
5: i'm doing great man i really had a good time uh listening to you break down the ultimate white savior movie and the blind side and then pointing pointing out the truth to people i'm glad that you're shedding light on the so, truth that people need to hear this time, you
3: know? <laughs> so did you hate it too is, is can i get that vibe did you hate it or did you like the movie? It,
5: you know, it, I was I was younger when it came out, so when I first saw it, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I never liked it. I remember going to the theater and seeing it, but I just remember thinking, like, it was dumb. And, I, you know, when I was a kid, I was so weird. I couldn't get behind anything that was LSU, Ole Miss. Like, <laughs> man, I, I just hated those schools so much. So I couldn't get behind just him being an old Miss and them being an old Miss family. Like, the whole thing, that was why I didn't like it as a kid. But the older I get and the more I read about it, the more I hear that, like, michael lord doesn't even like the family he hated the movie and like all that it's just a very weird story to tell if that's not the story you know it's just it's just bizarre but let's let's get into fall camp i don't want to i don't want (laughs) to talk too much about the blonde side but yes i agree i'm not i'm not into
3: it yeah i'm glad you do agree with me at least you're the one person i feel like but that's okay because i know that with fall camp though uh there's only so much that you can really say whether people disagree or not because of the amount of practice that you're able to check out and everything but just before we get into what today look at the scrimmage uh there were some things that came out of it uh, some injuries and also one of the things we discussed was with Sam Pittman talking about the concerns of pass protection uh what did you make of that because it's maybe something that it's overlooked hey Sam Pittman's the coach offensive line is going to be great but if you're having problems protecting cage, it doesn't matter how many good wide receivers or tight ends or running backs you have if you can't protect your quarterback and you can't block that's going to be pretty problematic
5: yeah, well, and before I say anything, it's worth noting that we weren't really allowed to watch any of those scripts. So everything, all the assumptions that we're making off of this and the comments that we're reading into and all that, we're we're doing the same thing that a lot of fans are doing, where we're just hearing Pittman talking, and trying to figure out what happened behind closed doors by what he's saying and what, you know, the information Kyle gives to us. But yeah, I was, I was very interested to hear him say that about the offensive line. And, you know, it makes a little bit more sense when you realize that Devin Manuel wasn't out there at left tackle, but... That was the one guy he talked good about was Andrew Shambly. He said he did a good job. So it was very interesting to kind of just think about, all right, hey, how was that going down? But, you know, with fall camp, it's so weird to try and figure out what's good and what's bad because anytime someone makes a good play, there's usually someone on the other end making a bad play. But I thought a lot about this, though, and I feel like at this point in the season, your defensive line being slightly ahead of your offensive line is probably the most normal thing that can happen. I think it would probably be a huge, like a bigger red flag if the offense, which hasn't even been fully installed, was just firing on all cylinders against the defense. I think that would be a lot bigger of an area of concern. And another thing is, you know, we heard Pittman talk about the protection struggles, but then I look at the, the sheet of plays that Kyle handed over to us afterwards and so t- you know, talked about all the big plays, and there was plenty of passing plays in there. So it's not like KJ wasn't allowed to make any plays or none of the receivers were showing out or it was just a sack every time. There were only a handful of sacks here and there. So I feel like you know it's it's again we weren't there. It's tough to really tell, but overall I think that nothing crazy has come out lately. And I'm actually surprised there weren't more injuries that came from this first scrimmage. I mean, Sam Baca being out for the season that's a that's a huge blow and that's that's a tough one to see because he was having a good camp. But normally this first Monday back after the first scrimmage, there's like 15 dudes all sitting off to the side, and today that 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 group was a lot smaller. So I, you know I think that all in all I'd say things are going pretty well in camp, other than you know things here and there that you'd like to clean up and not everything's going to be perfect and not everyone's going to stay healthy but all in all i it's been a very successful first 10 days or so for arkansas
4: as far as the pass protection there's always um some unknown whenever you're breaking in new starters does that make it more concerning when people hear this simply because these are players that are going to be starters moving forward if uh and unless something changes and they decide to make some changes within the lineup but that's probably where more of the concern comes in, the fact that we're talking about new starters.
5: Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, you think about this time last year, Arkansas had one of, I don't know the numbers, but one of, if not the most experienced offensive lines in the country. And so that was kind of something that you didn't really have to think about, you know. And I think there's times last year where you could argue that that group underachieved a little bit, like particularly the Missouri game when they couldn't get a yard here or there. You know, those games are disappointing. But going into the season, offensive line was just not something we were talking about. We knew who the guys were. We knew, you know, once it became clear that Luke Jones was going to play left tackle, there really just wasn't much to figure out with that Arkansas offensive line last year, whereas this year you're replacing three new starters. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm with you, you, Joe, that, you know, you, when you have two sophomores starting at your tackle spot and then one of those sophomores wasn't even able, able to participate in that first scrimmage, I think that's definitely one of the bigger question marks on the team is that tackle position although I know that they're really high on Patrick Kutis and what he's able to, what he's going to be able to do and his potential. And they like, you know, his versatility on the offensive line. So I think it's going to continue to be a little bit of a story. I don't know if I'm ready to like call it a real concern, big picture moving forward. I think Arkansas has got a lot of talent on the defensive line. they brought in a ton of talented veterans, guys that have played a lot. I mean, they just have more depth up front than they've had lately. So I think it would have been more concerning, honestly, if, we didn't hear anything out of those guys early in camp. You know, if if, if we just weren't hearing Jeff Jeffco's name, weren't hearing Tank Booker's name and stuff like that, I think that would be probably more concerning. So I, I think it's definitely a story to monitor moving forward to see if Arkansas can shore things up on the offensive line. But if there's one guy I'm going to trust in this offensive line department, it's probably going to be Sam Pittman. And I really like the talent in that room. I think you has got to get some of these guys reps. And so these next couple of weeks will be huge for guys like Kudis and guys like Manuel or Shambly if it ends up being in the left tackle. I think these next few weeks are going to be huge for them to try and ramp up and really get ready for the big time this season.
3: Well, I know something that nobody ever wants to hear, but uh, the injury that we discussed uh, with Sam Bakke, uh, you know, they got a lot of wide receivers that have coming in, but it seemed like that Bakke was having a really good fall camp. And if Sam Pippen mentions you by name, which he did a few times, uh, it definitely made an impact. But Now that he's been lost for the season, what what can you tell us about that situation, and also uh, what type of impact is this going to have on the Razorback wide receiving
6: core?
5: Yeah, you know, with Bakke, it just really sucks, and it really sucks more just for him specifically and the kid, because he's a guy that, like we said, was having a good fall camp. If you think about his freshman year, they end up burning his red shirt, but he was bouncing back and forth from receiver to corner to safety to wherever, and he was playing on whatever special teams they would let him play on, and so... I feel more bad for the kid because i know that he's worked so hard and he's one of those guys when you talk about hardest workers on the team and guys who care the most Sam Bakke's name is one that just comes to mind every player coach kind of he's just one that sticks out as someone who brings that energy and that juice and so i think that is probably going to be the biggest impact in terms of what his loss means for arkansas and but i think they're more than you know ready to handle the situation from the receiving situation i don't think he was going to be a guy that was a go-to target or someone who was depended on heavily for targets. I think they've got plenty of talent and plenty of depth in that receiver room. And I think, you know, this just means that guys like Andrew Armstrong and Isaac Slaw and Jaden Wilson and Tyron Broden, guys on the outside like that are going to have to step up even more. But I feel really good about the talent in that receiver room. And like we kind of talked about all offseason, the receiver position is what it is. But when you have KJ Jefferson at quarterback and Rocket Sanders at running back and but Sam Pittman coached offensive line. It's not like you necessarily need a bunch of first round picks at wide receiver to move the ball on offense. So, I you know, it's definitely a tough blow. And I think Ibaka was definitely going to play a lot for them this year. I have no doubt about that. But I also think that there, there's a really nice group and nice depth in that receiver room to where I think it's just going to be next man up. And, you know, I, don't, I think that they're going to be handling it fine.
4: Coach Pittman spoke about the concern with the offensive line, but also uh, there are positions that. Were impressive. Uh, Did he speak about a certain unit that may have been most impressive to him from the scrimmage?
5: Well, it's weird weird that you say that because the one position he talked really well about, well, you know, the defensive line obviously made some plays against that offensive line, but he also talked about the running backs a good bit. I mean, Dominic Johnson, from what we were told, broke off a huge 50-yard run. I think the team even posted a video of it or something like that, so that's always nice to see Dominic Johnson playing well, and Rashad Dubinian reportedly had a really good scrimmage, and Rocket Sanders also made some plays. So, you know, I'm wondering if this offensive line is so bad. I just don't understand how these guys are running free and they're having all these big days in the run game. But, you uh, know, it seems like the running backs, you know, that, that, that might be the, the most loaded group on the entire team. I mean, just, with Rocket Sanders alone, that's enough to get most teams by. And then you look at a guy that Dominic Johnson, who two years ago was the best back on the team before he had his injuries. And so it'll be really nice to see if he can return to form a little bit. A.J. Green's been in the, been in the program for a while. You're expecting kind of a jump from him dominion can build all the, his his bowl games so i think that running back group is probably the group they feel the best about and I, honestly i think it's, it's worth noting when you're talking about a group that has some young guys in the offensive line when you have such a talented running back room and a veteran quarterback like kj Jefferson, it really helps you overcome stuff like that and you know pittman spoke really highly about all four of the quarterbacks that played in the scrimmage kj Jefferson, jacoby criswell Cade Forton, and malachi singleton and singleton's one that's really stuck out to me the last week or so at practice it's you know he's here for the spring he's been on campus for a while as he's recovered from a foot injury but it seems like he's starting to really pick things up now and you're starting to see his talent come through and so i really would have liked to get to get to see some of those guys in action but seems like the rest of the offense you know coach fendman feels pretty confident about it of course the defensive lineup front's making big plays and seems like things are getting sorted in the secondary. So. Yeah, you know, there's still some guys banged up, still some things to figure out, but it's not like Arkansas has a bunch of pressing issues and these hard hitting questions that we're gonna have to figure out in the next few weeks. That you know, they, they kind of know what their team is at this point.
3: So we have Andrew Ellis of FoxSports.com here on the Hotlines and talking about Razorback fall camp with him and Andrew, I know that uh, the tight ends have been a position that seems like it's just been missing over the past couple of years. You know, Trey Knox was fine. Now he's at South Carolina. You had uh, Blake Kern who made some plays here and there, but just considering how impactful it was to raise your back Football for so many years to see it not really have any sort of thing going for it. Now you're trying to change that, but I had a chance to hear from Morgan Turner, the new tight ends coach from Stanford, and uh, also a few of the tight ends. We'll get to that, but Francis Sherman's a guy that I don't think anyone's really talked about, but he's starting to get a lot of praise from Sam Pittman and also uh, from the tight end room. Where, where's this guy coming from, and why is he getting so much talk?
5: Well, you know, you you think about it. I think people love to talk about, hey, are they going to run two tight end sets? Are they going to have, you know, one tight end on the field, three? Are they going to run all these weird – you know, kind of like to talk about what you can do offensively and how you can line up. But the last few years, like you mentioned, Arkansas really didn't have that option. It's not like they had a loaded tight end room full of scholarship guys that have played a while and have experience. So I think Arkansas is kind of limited in what they could do. This year, not only do they have an offensive coordinator who's going to feature the tight ends and in Daninos, but you also have added so much depth and added scholarship guys. And I think, you know, when you talk about the Arkansas tight end room, you, it's hard to overlook guys like Haas and, and Gums, who are obviously going to make a lot of plays through the air. But Francis Sherman's one that I think Morgan Turner said it best today, where he said he played more at Louisville than I think most people realize. They look at the numbers and see that he caught four passes in four years, and you assume, okay, he probably didn't play that much. This is a guy that played two hundred offensive snaps last season and played hundred the year before. So he's obviously not gonna be a guy that teams are focused in on the passing game. But I think when you're running those two tight end sets or maybe have an H back or someone to lead block in there, I think Sherman fits that that criteria very well of like a true blocking tight end. I think you look look around the room and you know, Hobbes is a very good blocker. He's more of you know, he, he's a he's gonna make headlines for his pass catching ability. Same for guys like Gums and Tyrus Washington and Shamar Easter, so I think someone like Sherman, who is just truly straight-up a blocker, I think there's a role for him in this offense. I'm not saying he's going to play you know, 60 cents a game or anything, but I definitely think there's packages for him and ways that they can use him because of his experience and his blocking ability. So I think he's a name that some Paul fans probably learned for the first time today when we were writing about him. But he's one that I would not be surprised if he were able to crack into that rotation. And honestly, I think they're going to, they're going to rotate all these guys a lot. I mean, Tyrus Washington is a guy that many people aren't talking about, but he you know, he caught a touchdown in the Liberty Bowl. They liked him a lot as a true freshman last year. Seems like he's taking those jumps. I mean, you just look around the room, there's a lot of guys who probably have earned the right to play in the tight end room. That just hasn't been the case here the last few years, so I think that position's one they feel a lot better about, and Sam Pittman said as much you know, the other day that that was one of their, their biggest progressions in fall camp, and they feel a lot better about that position group, so I think the possibilities are going to be very interesting to watch unfold, because they have just more versatility in that room than they've had before.
4: Speaking of Sherman and his blocking ability, is he one of those players that is versatile and could double as a fullback and line up in the backfield at times? Because we've seen that from the tight end position quite a bit at Arkansas.
5: Uh, yeah, you know, I, 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 I would say so. I mean, you know, I'm not sitting here breaking down Francis Sherman's film from Louisville or anything, but just looking at the guy, I mean, he looks like a... Guy that would fit that kind of role, that fullback, eighth back, like, you know, lead blocker type of role. He's 6'3, so he's a little bit taller than some of the fullbacks Arkansas had in the past, but I, I, I would not be stunned at all to see him, you know, just hand in the dirt in the backfield, kind of in that fullback position. But, I, you know, Morgan Turner talked about it a little bit today that they're kind of preparing these tight ends to line up anywhere, whether that's in line, out at receiver, split out wide, or in the backfield or in motion or whatever. They're just trying to get these guys ready to do whatever. And I really think you're going to see that this ball moving these guys around to wherever they might be successful. And I think for Sherman in particular, he he might be the, the the only guy who fits that kind of criteria of a potential backfield blocker, lead blocker for your run game stuff like that. So I'm I'm really interested in to see what he can do in this offense. And I, I believe them when they say that they're going to be rotating these guys a lot, and they can see all kinds of guys fill different roles.
3: All right, so Andrew, I know you got to hear from Morgan Turner, the tight ends coach. When he got hired, he was at Stanford. He had a lot of great resume, but then people were saying, oh, he's the best tight end coach. And I was like, I don't know what a great tight end coach, but what's your impression of him just so far as the Razorback tight end coach? Because he came in, he's gotten some transfers, some big-time transfers. It seems like they're developing them, but what has been just your overall impression about uh, Morgan Turner?
5: Well, the one thing that sticks out to me about him is uh, he doesn't seem like a super, you know, Outspoken, loud, or you know, dramatic guy. I don't think he's the type of coach that really has to yell at you or get in your face and really motivate you that way. I think he's, you know, probably more of a player's coach and just seems like a really chill, nice guy. And Francis Sherman actually said that today that Morgan Turner helped him fall in love with football again and kind of fall in love with the X's and O's aspect of this thing. So, you know, when I when I hear him talk and I hear how these players talk about him, I get I get that vibe more that he's a teacher and a one-on-one. Coach you up, rather than uh, you know put the fear of God in you, and you're you're worried to walk around them, you're worried to talk around them. I think the tight end room is a close little unit. I mean, they're always in the corner by themselves, or like eight of them, so they have no choice but to interact with each other. And I really think that all those guys really like learning from him. They feed off of each other's energy. But I think he's a he's a lot more laid back than most football coaches. You kind of expect those position coaches are can be a little weird sometimes, and you tell that they have to get into those guys, but. I think he's, he's a lot more chill, and I think these guys really like learning from him. And like Sherman said, I think he, he's really good at coaching the details and coaching the X's and O's of this offense. And for this tight end room, I think he's exactly what they need because whether they put up the production or not, they're going to be asked to do a lot, whether that's lining up certain spots, blocking, receiving. You kind of have to know the whole offense. And so I think Morgan Turner is perfect for that, of helping these guys understand the mental aspect of it. And I can't wait to see what he's able to do with some of this young talent they have in the wide receiver or in the tight end room.
3: Well, Andrew, man, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. You can follow him on Twitter at Andrew Ellis 24 You can also check out his work at hogsports.com for all Razorback Fall Camp updates. Appreciate it as always, man. Have a good week, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you next week once again.
5: Absolutely, man. I really appreciate it. Look forward to hearing from
3: you soon. All right, again, Andrew Ellis of hogsports.com joining us, talking about Razorback Fall Camp. We are up against it. We will take a commercial break. When we do come back, we got best and worst of the weekend, some of the highlights and lowlights. We got some people that have texted in on our Southern Structural Solutions text line. We'll get to those too. We'll keep it moving here on a reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services on Out of Bounds. So stay with us.
0: And each
5: Monday, when Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore tests your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go to lunch spot.
0: Sports Center.
4: In the NBA over the weekend, Pau Gasol, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, and Greg Popovich were all inducted into the Naismith Hall of Fame. Also, it was reported that the 76ers are shutting down trade talks revolving around James Harden and plan for him to be in training camp. Harden, on the other hand, does not plan to report. This morning at an event in China, he called the 76ers GM, Daryl Morey, a liar, and he will not be part of an organization that he's part of. And in the media, ESPN has added Doc Rivers and former Golden State Warriors GM, Bob Myers, to be part Part of their NBA coverage for the 2023-24 season, Rivers will be on the broadcast table with Mike Green and Doris Burke, while Myers will be an in-studio analyst. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
2: This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. only at Brewskies.
4: I know when we can finally catch them Duke boys.
2: I love it. You got a new speed trap, Roscoe? No, boss. They'll be listening to Guatney Unplugged on Saturday at 9 a.m. on the bus. I'm going to cuff them and stuff them. I love it. I
6: love it.
0: If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards located at West Pass, Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at CoffinLumber.com. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price.
2: Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com.
0: At the Home Depot, we know pros want to be ready for whatever the job site has in store. That's why the Home Depot app is made for pros who don't miss a beat. You can power your jobs with rentals to get the tools, trucks, and equipment you need fast. And Pro Extra Benefits to keep your business growing. For doing that doesn't stop. Download the Home Depot app. It's made for doing. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Let me just quote the late great Colonel Sanders, who said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. On 1037 the Buzz.
4: It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later, happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a launch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go, courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Twin Peaks has plenty of seating inside and out, wall-to-wall TVs, to see all the sports action. As you walk through the door, you can see Twin Peaks' exclusive and extensive collection of Rare bourbons, whiskeys, and tequilas. The display is there at the front door so you can see it as you walk in and know what to expect when you get through the doors. If you want to do your fantasy football draft party at Twin Peaks, it's a great place to host the party where you can get something to drink, something great to eat. The commissioner gets a $50 bonus card, every additional drafter will get a $5 bonus card. You can register for that today by going to TwinPeaksRestaurant.com slash Fantasy Draft. There are plenty of NFL preseason games going on, Major League Baseball, golf, anything you want to watch. Twin Peaks is the place to watch it. National Rum Day is Wednesday. So get by Twin Peaks and get some specials on drinks that have rum and celebrate National Rum Day. UFC 292 is Saturday. It's going to be Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley for the Bantamweight title. And Twin Peaks is the place to watch. It's Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views, and out-of-bounds. It's going to be there Friday, getting your set for the weekend.
3: It is a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services. And we've been reacting to everything over the sports weekend. And here's the thing. When there's uh, a lot of things to react to, a lot of it can be good, and a lot of it can be bad. So... Let's go ahead and jump into what we think is the best and worst of the weekend. It was the
0: best of times. In your life have you seen anything like that? It was the worst of
2: times. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. Third
0: down. It's time for the best and worst of the weekend on Out of Bounds.
2: All
3: right, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, one of the things that I thought at least was the best of the weekend is this story about Peyton Manning. Which uh, Peyton Manning is going to be speaking at the Little Rock Touchdown Club here this fall. So I'm sure that this will be something that gets brought up to him. At least it should be. But he was a great player in college, great player in the NFL, and has been definitely big on marketing. But uh, the University of Tennessee officially announced that the College of Communication and Information has appointed Peyton Manning as a professor of practice in the fall of 2023 says uh, he will join select classes during the academic year as a featured expert and work alongside the college's faculty to provide the learning experiences for cci students at tennessee Uh, they say that quote there is no other ambassador for our college and university like peyton manning we are so proud to welcome him to our college's faculty Uh, peyton is a true volunteer and i look forward to our students gaining invaluable knowledge from him as we continue to prepare the next generation of communication and information learners that comes from Joseph Mazur, who is the Dean of College of Communication and Information. Now, the reason I say this is just one of the best things ever is because Peyton Manning is someone who's a busy dude. He has a lot of money. He has a lot of things. He has a lot of endorsements, and uh, I'm sure that his time is very valuable, which is great that he's coming to the Little Rock Touchdown Club. You know, That's that's why it's such a big deal is because his time is very valuable. But for him to be making time for something like this, or when it comes to the academic side of stuff, there at Tennessee... I always love it when athletes do things like that, Um, whether it's uh, actually teaching. I don't know how many have done that, but uh, just doing something like, what was it? uh, Was it Shaq that did uh, his Ph.D.
4: or whatever, or his uh, honorary Ph.D., however it was Shaq has plenty of degrees, and that's what he always says to his kids. You can't touch my cheese until you get at it, least two degrees. Like,
3: I love that. I love the fact that, listen, I get it that if you're a big-time athlete, you're a star, you can make your money that way too. But there is a certain level of academia that does matter. And I think it's helpful to those who have it, especially where if you're at a young age and you know, think you you got the world in front of you, you think you're going to go to the NFL or go to the NBA or whatever. Life happens. Sometimes it doesn't work out the way you want to do it, but you always want to have a plan in place, especially a backup plan. So I think it's cool that Peyton Manning's doing this, something that uh, he doesn't have to do, doesn't need to do, but he's doing it because he sees that there's a lot of uh, positives in it too. And, you know, I I don't know what his grades were like in school, but not just for sports, but for the academic part of it as well.
4: So we were thinking a like on this, and Peyton Manning gets the best because he did surprise the journalism students there at Tennessee, so he's done it again.
5: When you turn the paper in, these are the things that need to be involved with that paper. Title, centered, halfway down, your name, and then School Communication Studies, and then University of Tennessee. Uh,
1: Mr. Thompson, I think you were late for class. I'm sorry, Dr. Haas. Uh, it's been a while. It's been at least since 1996. 97 <clears throat> since I've been in class. So. <laughs> well, um,
5: you know...
4: If you were here, I'd be making you run the stadium steps for being late. <laughs>
1: I understand. Well, these these are uh, these are unique circumstances. I'm sure this is the first uh, virtual Zoom class you've taught in, in many years, I would think. I just wanted to drop in and say hello to all the fellow communication students there and uh, realize uh, this is a uh, unique time and probably not the ideal way you guys expected to spend your senior year, but uh, I just encourage you to... Keep a positive attitude. Keep working like you're doing and, uh, try to take advantage of the little bit of the extra time that you have to, to accomplish something else or, uh, help out somebody in need. A lot of people hurting out there during this time. Be thankful for what you have and just know University of Tennessee is proud of you and is going to support you every way you can. And, and you know, Dr. Haas and his department is going to do the same thing.
5: That's exactly right.
1: Thank you, Mr. Manning. Thank you. you. Know, Thank you. <laughs>
4: Yeah. so the instructor there Dr. Haas went on to say that one of the students had been asking over and over again when can we meet Peyton Manning we'd love to meet Peyton Manning and he said that her and her family they've uh, always just enjoyed everything that Peyton Manning has done on and off the field and so it was one of those moments for her and you could see some of the students and how in awe and shock they were when Peyton Manning appeared on screen there oh yeah
3: I, I can only imagine if i was a student i'd be losing my mind but for him to you know have that approach and, and have some fun with it too because it seems like everything he does is always going to have a sense of humor behind it so it, it was really cool for that so i'm happy that that's happening uh let's see i'll go with uh, another best of the weekend and i won't play the full speech because uh, we'll have that time but i always love it when you have award ceremonies or at least in the case of sports like Uh, Hall of Fame ceremonies and speeches and and things that are given and just to see uh, not only great players be honored, but also uh, how they're honored and the things that they look at as most important and to see, uh, you know, Dwayne Wade with his dad, who, uh, of course, Dwayne Wade getting inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame and uh, seeing Dirk, you know, talk about Steve Nash, I thought was really cool. And, you know, a lot of times people forget that, yeah, Dirk and Steve Nash played together. Like they came in together on the Dallas Mavericks. And, and had some fun with that. And In fact, I'll go ahead and play that clip really quick, because it is a short one. But it was uh, just really funny to hear the uh, camaraderie and the friendship, but also uh, the fun ways that they make fun of themselves.
1: Creativity is worth nothing without leadership. And um, the guy that comes to my mind is my friend uh, Steve. Um, <laughs> I think we came a long way from those two brutal haircuts we saw there, you had uh, the, the, the frosted tips you had, uh, but uh, you know who would have thought when we first started playing together that we'll be on the stage together, that is, means the world to me and you were a great role model to me and, 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 and the best teammate I ever had, so uh, you were always positive, you always encouraged me, we worked our butts off at night, went back to the gym, so, and, and you, became a friend for life, so thank you, my friend.
3: It's one of really uh, a few great speeches last night, so I always like to see them get honored, but also to hear a little bit of the backdrop of where they uh, go in the direction of who they say thank you to and who meant so much to them in their lives.
4: Team USA basketball versus Spain. It was an exhibition, but they played in Spain, and Spain is always one of the better international teams. They get a 98-88 victory. Jalen Brunson, led Team USA, and he was 9-for-9 from the field. So Team USA gets a best, and Jalen Brunson gets a best. Uh, I
3: guess we're probably going to do a few best here, and then we'll have to wait for the worst till after the break, and then that's fine because we'll we'll separate it that way. But uh, I keep forgetting about the Baltimore Ravens winning streak in the preseason. It's weird. Like, I understand that preseason games – by and large, don't matter as far as oh, if you go four and or, I guess in this case three and zero in preseason games, that means you're going to be a great team. That's not the case; it doesn't always happen. But the fact that they have won 24 straight games and preseason is odd because I mean, you talk about what three, and it used to be four. Over so, how many seasons do you have to go through to get to that point? Like that's an incredible feat. It doesn't matter; like they're not getting a trophy or hanging a banner. Maybe they should for the preseason championship. But that is a wild thing to me. I don't know if it's just coincidence. Maybe they take the preseason a little bit more seriously. I don't know, but 24 straight wins for the Baltimore Ravens in preseason is pretty impressive. I don't care who you are.
4: So worse to uh, the Broncos and playing Russell Wilson extended minutes where he played into the third quarter in a preseason game. And uh, there's always a lot of talk about the quarterbacks and even players at every position that are starters, how much they should play. But Russell Wilson being one of the more valued quarterbacks in the league, and then you're playing him into the third quarter of the first preseason game, there is an element of getting used to what they're doing and how they're doing things. But that's a little bit much.
3: Yeah, when I was uh, seeing the people talking about it on social media, I was like, uh, you know, again, you can you can understand it for a series or two or whatever. But yeah, when it's getting that late, you're like, I don't know. But, you know, hey, Sean Payton knows what he's doing because, you know, Nathaniel Hackett sucks. He doesn't know when anything's doing. You just watch the Jets are going to be terrible because, of course, Sean Payton. So not that I'm rooting against the Broncos or anything like that for uh, some of the things that he said. But still, yeah, that's that's something that uh, you can't have. And honestly, I, I could even throw for a worst of the weekend uh, to, to piggyback off of that the people that will constantly complain like that one's fine but like the people that will constantly complain about either they don't get to see the stars play enough or they feel like the stars are playing too much like you're never gonna make everyone happy in that thing like they're constantly just gonna be like wow well, I watch this game nobody plays okay and then you have the people that do watch it just like' it's like you take this guy out of the game <laughs> take this guy out of the game right now why is he in It's like relax man like these coaches uh, they, they, they they make the money man and they they know what they're doing in the players. They make the money. They know what they're doing. Just settle down. Relax. It'll be okay. And unfortunately, injuries happen in in sports. And you hope it doesn't happen in preseason, but you just got to give them the benefit of the doubt and just relax. But uh, I'll have a couple more worse of the weekends on the other side. We'll also have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Dive into that, and we will keep it moving here on Out of Bounds and Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services.
2: Don't miss One Night of Queen, performed by Gary Mullen and The Works, August 17th at the Theater at Simmons Bank Arena. For a limited time, when you buy one ticket, you'll get another one free. Go to Ticketmaster.com and click on the Bring Somebody to Love promo
0: your change can help families of hospitalized children at ronald mcdonald house just ask to round up for rmhc when you place your order anytime you're at mcdonald's this way families of critically ill children can stay at ronald mcdonald house at no cost while their child is receiving life-saving care at a local hospital all of that change stays right here in little rock so next time you're at mcdonald's ask to round up to rmhc and you'll be leaving with so much more than just a meal
6: Goodbye, 9 to 5. So long, paper checks. Later on, trips to the bank. Tired of business as usual? Say hello
4: to business banking services from Arvest Bank. At Arvest, we support those starting new businesses or even new side hustles with loans, advanced merchant services, easy online banking tools, and time-saving products like remote deposit capture.
2: Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard, just off 430.
6: Chosen as one of Arkansas's best places to work eight years in a row, Rainwater, Holt & Sexton is hiring premier paralegals and legal assistants at all locations. Little Rock, Conway, Hot Springs, Bryant, Jacksonville, and Springdale. Rainwater, Holt & Sexton's mission is to compassionately represent injured and disabled Arkansans. With generous benefits and competitive pay, Rainwater, Holt & Sexton is a destination employer hiring the best. Apply today at callrainwater.com. At Edwards Food
0: Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. This week's special is shepherd's pie for only seven forty nine per pound with Edwards Signature Peach Cobbler for $5.49 per pound.
5: Listen each week for your channel. To play Factor Crap on Morning Mayhem. It's presented by Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair in Whitehall. Stack Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair provides on site and roadside service and repair for all commercial vehicles.
0: It's not just about the size of the meat; it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How does Sam Pittman celebrate being bull eligible? Well, I believe I'm going to have my old cold
1: beer. (laughs) And that's kind of what I like to do, you know. Do you so, you need any company? Anybody want to come, but bring some, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Thank B-Y
0: you, be baby. Go home. On 1037 The Buzz.
2: You know, well, I'm a chicken fryer. A cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just right. And the radio Well, I was raised up beneath the shade of a Georgia pine And that's home, you know Sweet tea, pecan pine, homemade
1: wine
2: Where the peaches grow And my house, its not much to talk about out of Bounds here on Reaction Monday, folks. We've been having some fun
3: reacting to all the sports weekend topics and games and conversations. But here's the thing. All these things are great to talk about. It's even better to make money on. So start making some money on all these sporting events with Bet Saracen and get ahead of the game. We know football season is upon us. 19 days away from Razorback football. And you're probably feeling confident about the season. You're probably feeling like it's going to go really, really good. And they're going to have some great players out there. Like, for instance, K.J. Jefferson. He's going to have a great season. Okay, you feeling strong? Well, get on the BetSarison app because they have the double R prop plays where you think he's going to throw for 2,500 yards or more and maybe throw for 25 touchdowns or more. You get plus 150 on that. That's just one of the many different specials that they have for the double R prop plays. So you can do that. you got NFL specials, too. Uh, division specials regular season longest rush special you can do the uh, regular season team total points for the pittsburgh steelers like there's just all these different specials to choose from and it's only with bet saracen so if you're watching these games great if you're enjoying these games great but you really really can't start getting the full encompassing of all the greatness about it unless you start making money so download the bet saracen app today you can go to the Apple Store and even on your Android, do it that way too and download the app. It's easy, it's convenient, super easy to use, honestly. The navigation on it is great, which is always very important. Or you can go to betsaracen.com, Check out their website and you can bet that way too, no matter what it is. When it comes to making money on these sporting events, head over to Saracen and the Bet Saracen app. Again, it's a Reaction Monday. We'll have your Razorog update here in just a little bit. Uh, I also want to throw in a couple of worse of the weekends, but On our uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line, Uh, we're talking about Shaq. It says, uh, from 501, it says, Shaq indeed earned his doctoral uh, degree from an education from Barry University in 2012. He also earned a cumulative GPA of 3.813 while completing 54 credit hours, mostly through online courses and video conferencing for four years. Uh, Dr. Trey cannot say that, and it's located in Miami, Florida. (laughs) So
4: there you go. Oh, that's funny, throwing yeah. in Dr. Dre.
3: Yeah, I knew he had uh, a lot of, like he did some school and some academics and and everything, I didn't remember exactly what it was, but uh, that's something that they always talk about, he's a doctor on NBA, on TNT or whatnot, and you know, Dr. Diesel, I think is what's, uh, he's been referred to as a lot of different names, hard to keep up with, but yeah, there was a lot of that. Um, so, okay, yeah, for our Razor Hog update, uh, a couple of other, the worst of the weekends I want to throw into, I know we've discussed the... Uh, such a story with Michael Orr and the Blindside movie and everything that's going on with that. So, again, it's allegations, so we got to treat it as allegations. But uh, with the the type of legality behind it all, with him not getting any sort of the money or any sort of the benefits and, and everything is is pretty problematic. Like, that's something that should not happen, never happened, especially to Michael Orr. And in fact, we had someone from the Asher Record Life fan feedback say, uh, earlier in the show, it says, y'all said without Michael, the Toohees would have never made the money they made off the movie. The flip side is, is that without the two, Michael most likely never would have gotten a a job in the NFL and made the millions he made. None of us really know what the truth is. Uh, I I think to an extent you could be right, but at the same time it's like that's, but that's not the the move. Like the movie is about Michael Orr and, and the story that he had. And because of that fact, since it is his story, he deserves money. He deserves the credit. He deserves to get the benefits from it. And if he's not being given the benefits of it, then that's the problem. That's the issue. So uh that's that's just again it's it's a disappointing thing. It's a disappointing thing if it comes out to be true. Hopefully there's uh more that we find out to the story and maybe we'll hear from the TUIs and all of that. But uh yeah, that was just a, a sad deal all around. Sad deal all around. And then also another sad deal, this is something you never wanted to see, but someone also uh, texted in on our Southern Structural Solutions text line and I was going to bring it up too where I saw that uh, Arkansas State Police are investigating after a vehicle struck and killed a se- school security officer near Joe T. Robinson Elementary School earlier today. Oh, no. And uh, it was apparently he, he died after being fatally hit by a vehicle while directing traffic for the first day of school because, as we know, so many people out there started school today It said uh, there was a vehicle driving westbound and uh, they uh, people called immediately 911 and he got to the hospital where he was in critical condition. It was Officer Montgomery, uh, who was it, but uh, they 're still investigating it and everything, so they 'll provide updates. But the point is is this folks i don 't know what the motive was or what was behind this, but since it is the first day of school and school's going to be going on when you 're in school zones, slow down slow down like listen i i 'm somebody that speeds i 'll be honest about it i 'm probably just putting myself out there but i 'm someone who i 'm on the interstate i 'll speed you know i 'll go depending on where i 'm at and i 'll go over the speed limit. Mean, I think most people do, but when it comes to school zones though that 's not something that you ever need to go speeding in like you don't need to go fast as you possibly can especially in the morning especially when there's kids around they're walking around they're walking to school there's traffic like all that stuff just be very cautious of that and be very uh understanding that everyone's trying to get there trying to get to school all that but slow down in those school zones man because something like this happening is just tragic and should never happen it's just a shame that had to happen here in the state of Arkansas and even here in the city of Little Rock
4: a lot lot more traffic going on now that school has started and you know the solution is if you're in a hurry allow yourself some extra time because you know that there's going to be more traffic and take care of it that way where you don't have to be in a position to speed to try to get to where you're going just allow yourself more time you've had more time because there's been less traffic Mm -hmm. but now you have to understand that there's more traffic and allow yourself more time to get there
3: it's like where i live i go to the uh work harder gym in the mornings it's over there uh, off of uh, I guess uh, Shackleford and uh, Colonel Glenn in that area. But anyways, uh, I live in Hillcrest and I go down Lee. And when I go down Lee, I've always gone down right in front of I guess the Pulaski Heights uh, uh, school yes, right there. Yeah. Always have driven by it. Well, this morning I didn't think about it being the start of school. I'm driving by it and it's the start of school. It is packed out, traffic's crazy and and everything. But uh, when I, when I go through it, it's like all right, got, I'm got to slow down or I just find an alternative route to go. Instead of driving through there, or if I'm in a hurry or something like that. But the point is, is just be aware of where that's at and understand that you know, if you're in a hurry, that's one thing. But it doesn't, I, I mean, just a tragedy like this and uh, you never want to see it happen to anybody. But uh, I couldn't imagine if it was happening to someone's kid when they were crossing the street, too. Like I mean, there's just so many tragedies that can happen uh, from just speeding in, uh, in school zones like this. So just slow down. That, that's what it comes down to. Just slow down. It'll be all right, if you're in a, and if you're in a rush, find some alternative route. Do something different, but don't speed through the school zones, because tragedy like that is, is definitely going to strike. Uh, all right, so we uh, just have, uh, we're going to move through this pretty quick, but we'll get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you.
2: Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! Oh,
0: I 90. This is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans, online at
3: trueservice.net. It will be one of the quickest Razor Hog updates, but that's okay because we'll have more as the show goes on. But in some Razorback football news, unfortunate Sam Bage will be out for the season with a knee injury. Never want to see that happen But uh, we'll have some more details, I'm sure, as Coach Pittman will meet with the media. Also, it looks like the offensive line has some concerns with pass protection, but still trying to get better. Defensive line's looking really good. Razorback soccer has been picked to finish first in the league in the SEC by the 14 coaches, so congrats to them. And uh, there's going to be a lot more to talk about when it comes to the audio side of things we'll play in the next hour. But we've got to take a top-of-the-hour update because Chris Gordy's going to be joining us on the other side. We'll talk about all things going on in the sports world with him on a reaction Monday, presented by fleet management services so stay with us
4: this is the pigskin preacher bringing you the word double-b's is a growing arkansas company with 34 locations in our state small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create 2 out of every 3 new jobs Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents.